a guy kind of like holding down her legs and looking over and i'm just like what is that about like are were they doing some like experiment on her were they like welcome to it's giving sus the podcast where the line between the intriguing and the unsettling is blurred every episode we dive deep into the world of true crime and scandals bringing you the most suspicious and jaw-dropping stories from around the world. There's so much crazy stuff going on, and we need to talk about all of it. Bizarre happenings, scams, cults, crimes, or controversial figures, we're here to dissect it all. Nothing is off-limits. Join us as we unpack and comprehend this week's story. Remember, if it's giving sus, Stay curious and stay skeptical. Warning. This episode contains discussion of extremely sensitive topics. Please check the show notes for more details before proceeding. We ask that you please take caution when listening. If you or someone you know is in need of resources, please check the episode notes for more information. Thank you for listening. Take two. Okay. Read out. Well, we are here today on a very special day. It's Ms. Meg West's birthday, turning 21. The first time this year turning 21. I turn yes. 21 once every year. Happy birthday. We love you. And I wanted to give another little shout out to all of our new subscribers. Thank you very much. It's been really cool to see how many people have been watching um, some of our videos and subscribing to us. So thank you so much for the support. And it's been awesome interacting with some of you guys in the comments and hearing your perspectives on these stories. Again, we appreciate the support. And um, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. We're putting out a new episode every Monday. And um, we, we, yeah, subscribe. It's free. We, we talk about some crazy shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, that. Thank you. And then we talk about, like, how Game my life's a movie at moments. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's good. Yeah. Good. Exactly. We're actually gathered here today to talk about the final part of Natalia Grace's story. And we left off knowing the facts about Natalia, seeing the dental records, getting the DNA test. And we hear a little bit from her. We hear some more stuff about what happened with the abuse from Christine Barnett, her adoptive mother, to Natalia. She goes to meet with Michael Barnett, her ex-adoptive father. The first meeting, they have a blow up. I don't know even what happened there. Maybe this was staged, but Michael Barnett's a little bit explosive. So he gets set off sometimes. They start out the scene. They're in like an Airbnb type of vibe I'm, or like a set. Michael's sitting in the one of the chairs and Natalia and Anton Manns are outside. We're getting ready to come inside and they are just praying to God and they're praying a lot and they're just really reaching out there and it's like flashing back from those two praying outside to Michael Barnett sitting there and it's just the most uncomfortable scene and like I don't know if that's really what was happening or just some really good editing but I know I was uncomfortable and it just really set the stage for what was about to come. Natalia comes in and sits down and they ask Michael Barnett to stop cussing and he's pretty much like, 
well, I can't be anything but myself. And then they have a blow up and Michael Barnett leaves. So that was their first encounter. But they're coming back to try it again for round two. Michael Barnett says he wants to apologize. He wants closure. And Natalia says, well, I'm going to hear him out. Great. We love that. But before she sits down with Michael Barnett, she goes and confronts her old neighbor. And the neighbor, her name is Rachel, and her daughter, her name was Gracie. And they used to play together when they were kids. Up until Rachel, the mother, told her daughter, you're not allowed to be friends with Natalia anymore. And this has really crushed Natalia. It was like one of her only friends and just another kid her age that she could play with and just right in the neighborhood, right down the street. She said, I would come over to their house all of the time. And she just really <laughs> felt like they were so nice to her. She finally like finds these people who are nice to her and they like feed her and don't abuse her. And then the mom, Rachel, cuts off all the contact. She didn't even get to say goodbye to Gracie. We find out during this confrontation, Christine Barnett manipulated Rachel by telling her Natalia is trying to kill us. Mm hmm. And she'll hurt your daughter. Scene? Didn't she say she would like hurt her daughter, too? I don't remember specifically, but I remember Natalia asked Rachel those hard questions. She's like, did I ever hurt Gracie? Christine's going to say something like that. Like, I feel like she probably threw in the threat of like, your daughter's not safe around her, you know? Yes. And that's exactly what she did. So Christine goes over to Rachel's house and she's, she's crying and she tells Rachel, Natalia would put thumbtacks on the stairs, the knives under the bed, and that she's trying to kill Christine and Michael, her adoptive parents. So Gracie's mom is obviously like, okay, yeah, Gracie, you like can't be any part of that. That's really scary. So Natalia goes and confronts this neighbor. They have some emotional moments. They get some closure. And Rachel says she feels like really guilty. And if she would have known anything, she would have stepped in. And Natalia says, like, why didn't you stand up for me? And she said, I had no reason not to believe Christine. Mm -hmm. Right? Like in any sane mind, who's thinking like, oh, wow, I think this lady is making it up. Yeah. Like, and whose first reaction is to go like to child abuse, you know, like, I mean, that's not right. what we assume of people. <laughs> right. You're like, okay, my neighbor I've known for a couple years, she does homeschool, she has a daycare, like, why would she, she's not someone you associate with like abusing children from the surface level. Natalia popped off. I was, this is like the first time I kind of like heard like a lot out of her and she was sassy and she was mad and she was like, give me the answers. And I really like respect her for doing that and standing up for herself. I know. I remember that. I was like, oof, oof, go off, yeah. get, get them. And this is the time where we hear about Christine triple dosing Natalia's medicine. She revealed that to Rachel. And she asks a question and says, do I look like a murderer to you? That scene ends up them making up and Rachel saying Christine's a horrible person, etc. So she got a little bit of closure there. And it was weird to see Natalia like back in her old neighborhood where the Barnett's house used to be. She had like a moment of reflection on the swings with her now adoptive dad, Anton Manns, and was just like looking at that house and... I don't know. It was very eerie to me. The next 
thing that comes up before we get hello pablo <laughs> the next thing that comes up before we get to the sit down is natalia talks with uh, an investigator about a story that she wrote when she was a little kid like a statement of something that happened to her in the orphanage in ukraine do you remember this um it was something with the doctor right well she her only well, map doctor doctor i don't know who the man is but this is what natalia remembers and this is pretty much all that they reveal so i'm wondering if it's going to come into season three she remembers being like in her crib and then someone put a towel over her face and she blacked out she like woke up maybe it was in a doctor's office or something like that and they gave her a shot and then she blacks out again and she's in some apartment and the next thing she remembers she was back at the orphanage she was in ukraine until she was five years old so she's very very young but still like i feel like i have some memories from like around that age so it makes sense and then the freaking producers pull out a picture and they said do you recognize this man yeah and mm -hmm. it was a picture of natalia like laying down on i'm assuming like a doctor's exam table type of thing and a guy kind of like holding down her legs and looking over and I'm just like, what is that about? Like, are were they doing some like experiment on her? Were they like, I don't know. And Natalia doesn't know. She's like, she said that she knows that more happened. She just can't remember it. And she is shocked when she sees this picture. I'm sure it's just like flooding in more memories or like making it even more confusing. But I didn't remember that that was part of this case until rewatching last night. And I wonder if they're going to get into it more because it seems like there's a lot there and they found the picture. So That's how did crazy. they find the picture? That's so crazy. They did that, dude. But whatever happened, like, can't be great. I mean, it, it, it can't be good. Yeah. Like, sketchy as fuck. Sketchy as fuck. Yeah. And like, what? who's taking that picture of that man with them? Right. That's and even like, weirder. What is, like, what is like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm, I don't I'm sorry, but whatever doctor's office, I've, I've, I've never been to one where a doctor's like, you know what? We're gonna hold down your legs for a second. Chill out. Right. And uh, put a towel over your face to get and, you there. Yeah, the fuck? Ugh. Another, just another of Crazy. the never ending of it all. Right. So round two of natalia versus michael this sit down they're not allowing michael's lawyer terrence to be there and they are not allowing natalia's adopted father to be there because they were the ones kind of causing all of the chaos in the first sit down natalia's nervous she does a little pre-interview and she wants closure michael says he wants closure and this is where I just, you know, have to get the popcorn because Michael Barnett. I mean, we love Michael Barnett moments. You know, they're, he, they're the like, best. At this point, he's not an icon. He's like infamous, but like, man, he's got some moments. He struts in. Red baseball cap backwards. <laughs> Sideburns, chops gray pepper salt and salt and pepper 
bright red shirt, the penguin on it, a realistic penguin. And the font says slide with an exclamation point. <laughs> and then he's got like regular skinny jeans on with, you know, uh... the athletic shoes. Okay. Natalia is dressed in like a flowery dress and like really just presenting herself like this elegant young woman. Michael pulls up in his convertible blasting rock, pops out in his penguin garb and proceeds to sit down for probably Boy. one of the most important moments of his life. Hilarious, dude. I just, I didn't notice the penguin the first time around. So I'm just like, what? Like of every shirt, you just gonna pick a plain black or red even if you love red. Allegedly, the Fight Club movie, there is a penguin that is a hallucination, which is also odd because I said, am I hallucinating, right? And basically, when the penguin says slide, it's a manifestation of inner thoughts and desires. The penguin's words are meant to convey a sense of freedom, release, and letting go of inhibition. The specific meaning of slide in this context is open to interpretation, but it can be seen as a metaphor for embracing chaos and breaking free from societal constraints. And when I tell you, you. Keep this going. that he Remember wore that shirt on the most important day of his life, I think he meant. I think he meant it. I think he meant it, and I think that's the reason. Step forward into your cave. That's right. You're going deeper into your cave, and you're going to find your power animal. Slide. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So to set the scene, there you have it. Two <laughs> chairs. They're facing each other. Cameras are filming. And Natalia starts dropping the questions. And she goes on to ask Michael, why didn't you leave Christine? And his answer really sets the tone of how this interview is going to go, where his mindset is. And this is what he replies. Have you ever seen the movie Monsters, Inc? She says, yes. <laughs> he, he says, we had the same monster and we didn't even know it for years. We don't call her Christine. We have renamed her to, do you remember? No. <laughs> we call her evil. And she's earned every letter of it. Or we call her the Wicked Witch of the South. <laughs> oh, my God. And N Natalia cracks up at this because how do you take anything this man is saying seriously? But he the says the craziest shit. He have you says seen Monsters, Inc? <laughs> and then doesn't even like relate anything to what he said to the movie. No. <laughs> Why didn't you leave your wife? Have you seen the movie Monsters, Inc? Like, that is not the appropriate answer. Not a children's movie, bro. <sighs> what in the hell? Okay. So the name of this episode is called Trauma Bond. And they're trying to make it where, like, Natalia has this little giggle with Michael about the Wicked Witch of the South. And they're, like, bonding. 
like, okay, perhaps, or she's just extremely uncomfortable because how do you keep a straight face with that's what's going on? It really seems that he's just answering with trying to avoid all accountability. Like, he's just pushing it towards Christine, and he doesn't want to know about these horrible things. There's text messages between Christine and him about what she did. She yeah. literally said she used pepper spray on her in a text message, I'm pretty sure. They were, like, hooraying at the age change, but that's the one thing he doesn't want to talk about in this interview because she brings it up and the producers are like cut cut like he like oh i'll rip off this mic and like stands up and causes a scene i'm gonna leave right because that's what he does but that's the one thing he won't talk about but it's very clear that he knew that he was part of it and he was excited about it when they heard back from dr mclaren that he's gonna sign off on her age change he wants to play mr victim he wants to play mr innocent that's fine, but the facts are the facts, and Michael Barnett is an accomplice to this, in my opinion, allegedly. Just a theory for legal. I mean, he could also be a victim and have a part in it at the same Correct. time. Like, I, I believe that as well, and I do believe that, you know, like, towards, especially towards the end when she, like, took the children and, and left, like, that's fucked up. So, it's just, I feel like a lot of factors, like, played into him why he did what he did. I don't excuse any of it i don't have any sympathy for him i don't have any empathy for him i think he's a fucking idiot i i i it's crazy because he reminds me a lot of my dad my dad does the same shit and it's just like the victim blaming like blaming what he did to other people on other things that were done to him like it's just it's just bullshit to me and when i see and hear that my empathy switch just goes like bop by later i don't want to fucking hear it and i think you're totally bullshitting all you have to do is tell her you know what i fucked up and she seems like she's willing to forgive him mm -hmm. she seems so willing to forgive him if right. he would just fucking own up be a man take some accountability and don't play the victim yep you're the adult here also sir you are a fucking parent you've adopted this child that is your child yep absolutely and they do touch on this a little bit and i <clears throat> i hear him I hear him, but like you said, the accountability is just, it's out the window. They're not, he's not grasping any of it. So to piggyback off of your statement and Michael's lack of accountability, Natalia asked him, Michael Barnett, why didn't you guys put me up for adoption again? And he, this is what he says. I had the conversation with the monster, quote unquote, that's literally his words, meaning Christine Barnett. Maybe we can just walk away from this. And Christine, 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 <laughs> new nickname unlocked, Christine. Oh, man. Christine, bitch. <laughs> but that's like almost giving a bad name to Uncrustables. So I don't like, really oh, like that. Don't you dare. I know. Please sponsor us. We're hungry. No, you, real quick, I know we're going to be off topic for a second, but I don't even care. I have to tell you this. The Ravens ate like 5,000 Uncrustables like per week. The birds <laughs> or the football team? The football team. <laughs> How many? 5,000, I think, a week. That's I crazy. Love that. I mean, I love it. I, I love it because we love Uncrustables, but that's fucking insane. That is so many. How many people are on a football team? Okay, 5,000 divided by 50? Man. That's like fucking... 10 uncrustables a person 
a week. A week. I mean, I guess that's not terrible. That's not too bad. That's probably my average as well. <laughs> and I'm I not a like, professional athlete, so it's probably I fine. feel like I want to find it now just to see what the actual fucking number is. So oh. fucking funny. Hey, that's what this podcast is for. Nothing is off limits. Uncrustables, the Ravens, Crustine, Crustinis, whatever you guys want. Crustinis. <laughs> 60 Uncrustables a day. What? Yeah. Each? I, I think it's a team. 7,500 in a season. That's so many. That's still so many, though. Like 7,500 Uncrustables. Are they sponsored? Is it on their, like, diet? Like what? I don't even think so. <laughs> Whatever nutritionist, like, you guys have, call me. Because that's the best diet I've ever heard of. That's what I'm saying. They, they probably make- just burn it right off. They didn't make it to the Super Bowl. They did not. No, no. Maybe it's the Uncrustables, man. No, don't shit on them. They didn't have enough Uncrustables. Oh, okay. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's the problem. Not enough I'm, Crustables and Unred Bull. That's the problem. Yes. I will ride for the Uncrustables. Crustines will not ride for. No, not the Crustines. Before that side quest, we were talking about why the Barnett's didn't give Natalia back up for adoption. This is what he says. He's like, okay, guys, I need flashing letters on the screen. Allegedly, allegedly. He makes it like so known that like, don't sue me. This is alleged. Like, okay, Michael Barnett, you could have just said allegedly or just a theory or my opinion, but hey, flashing letters. He's so dramatic. He says, adoption of somebody with special needs is a societal thing. And Christine or evil or the monster or the wicked witch of the South, whichever you prefer to address her by, (laughs) loves attention and she loves eyes on her and she loves being in front of the camera. He goes on to say that one time Christine wrote him a one page paper qualifying herself for sainthood on the two miracles she's performed and she gives it to michael imagine doing that imagine writing a note giving it to your significant other and saying oh not a note actually a whole ass fucking thesis statement (laughs) of why you're a saint and how because you cured two children from something or another allegedly michael barnett says christine referred to herself as Oprah for autistic kids. Oh boy. Oh boy. You get a cure. You get a cure. Like what? Cure, 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 cure. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> what in the fuck? That's crazy. So in summary, what? they didn't give her up for adoption because Chris are you good? <laughs> I'm good. It's just crazy. Um <laughs> In summary, Christine wouldn't allow Natalia to go back up for adoption because she wouldn't want to have to explain that. So she's plotted and twisted and manipulated and tried to off Natalia so that she doesn't look like a failed person or not super mother or Oprah for autistic kids. That's allegedly Michael Barnett's alleged theory. So. 
still could have uh, easily went and told somebody else and, you know, actually done something, but, you know, but, but he she's... had the same monster, old Randall under the bed. Crazy. Honestly. So to finish up the interview with Natalia and Michael, he gives her some more answers. He says, there's more stuff I want to tell you, but I can't do it on camera. And he's just been learning about things that Jacob was forced to do to abuse Natalia. And Jacob's very sorry for it. And he kind of breaks down in the Michael Barnett way. And Natalia ends up getting over him and praying with her hand on him. And they have a moment. And she's like, Michael, can I pray for you? And like, yes, they da 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 da. And everyone's crying. He apologized. And then he stands up after the praying on the ground, on the knees, daps her up, literally like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I can't bend my hand like that. And he's like, no, Bro. watch. And I'm just like, can we? The penguin shirt. The hat. Ew, the dapping, bro. The dapping. Oh, my fucking God. It Dude, was I... so awkward. It was so awkward. Like, bro, read the fucking room. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? When I saw that happen, that, that's so funny you brought that up because that stood out in my mind because I just remember being, it just being so ridiculous. And he, like, grabs her hand, too, right, and, like, does it for her? Or yeah, she's, she's yeah. Like, I can't bend my hand like that. He was like, no, watch. Don't do I got you. I got you. <laughs> he's I like, never... he's unwell, dude. He's so fucking unwell. If I never say the name Michael Barnett a day in my life, I will die a happy woman. <laughs> but we're going to get season three, so. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. Yeah, we're not done yet. <laughs> uh, we ain't gift, done yet. The gift that keeps on giving, Michael Barnett. I did do some research as well. I watched some old interviews. I watched some of um, young Jacob's TED Talks. I watched, because I want to know how Michael Barnett is not in the Discovery Plus lens. Because is this a character? Is this whatever like are they just editing this to make him look more like that i mean he's kind of just that's kind of him and i really think um his lawyer even said this that like everything that's happened the divorce and christine like painting him out to be this guy and the alleg uh, allegations about things he did natalia and all the bad things taking his kids away from him he still hasn't seen two of his kids and seven or eight years that's really got him in a chokehold like so i think maybe it sent him over the top or really amplified some of these characteristics that he has but we must remember he has also mental health stuff going on as he admits he has had some thoughts and attempts of ending his life in one of jacob barnett's like literal ted talk for kids that he's done because he's a genius they're all on youtube he said that he used to make like giant maps with string on the carpets to like, he would go somewhere and then remember all the details and then like make it into a map on the carpets with string. So in my head, I'm thinking that's the thumbtacks. 
Like if you were to put a thumbtack in the carpet and like wrap the string around it, like an investigator. Yeah. Would? That's crazy. That's crazy. I guess it kind of depends on when he did it, but yeah, I mean. Just a theory. Or that gave them the idea because they stepped on it. Maybe Natalia was trying to pick it up and put, so she didn't step on it and put it on the stairs because she can't get up the stairs or something. I'm not sure, but whatever. Just a fun little note. So they cry, they pray, they dap it up. And then Michael hops down the stairs, literally hops, skips and a jump down the stairs of the Airbnb, hops in his convertible, blasts his tunes and speeds off. The end. <laughs> we wish. We start getting these dark flashes and different sides of Natalia again, kind of depicting her maybe not being as truthful and honest as she was. And maybe there is some sort of other thing like going on. And they've been really great about keeping me on the edge of my seat this entire series where I just don't know who to believe. I don't know what to think or how to feel. And they flipped it around again on us. They start outlining Natalia's relationship with the Manns family. And the producer asked Anton Manns, has Natalia ever been violent in your home? And he says, just as normal kids would be and nothing unusual, nothing dangerous about Natalia at all. Cynthia Manns, she praises her. She says she's the sweetest, God-loving, happiest little girl. And they've it's really completed their family. I think they have 11 children now. Like they have a huge family. Then it flashes to a new character, Genesis Manns. She is a young child, and they're interviewing her alone in her room. And Genesis says, well, I'll tell you, but you have to promise me not to tell Natalia. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, what is happening? Who is this person and what is happening? Oh my God, I feel like I'm so stressed right now. Like, oh my God. So also like just knowing like reality shows or like these kind of shows, like what producers do, like hearing all the shit that the Dance Moms production crew did to them, they'd be like, they'd like have the kid by themselves and like stir up all this drama that wasn't even true. And then like the kids like hate her mom or something. So who fucking knows? But this is what Genesis says. She says, don't tell Natalia, but I'll tell you. She beat me when I was a baby. Those are her words. She, Natalia, beat me when I was a baby. And she was 10. Allegedly, the medical reports of Genesis stay in the hospital come out and they say that, wait, this isn't making sense. Because why would Natalia have to go to the hospital? Wouldn't it be Genesis in the hospital? Yeah. This isn't making sense because this goes on to say how the medical reports are saying that Natalia is not welcome back and that Natalia called a taxi to go back to the house and the hospital staff put in the notes that she was not allowed to go back. But why was Natalia in the hospital if she was the one that beat Genesis? Wait, what the now fuck? I'm really confused. Yeah, and it's very short. Like the whole encounter that they, they document is maybe like a couple minutes and we don't really learn much more. but. It's really painting this picture that Natalia may be violent, that Natalia may be not who she says she is, that Natalia may have some underlying shit that is manifesting in some behaviors that aren't acceptable. Cynthia Manns claims 
that she had never talked to the hospital. And since Natalia was an adult, upon being admitted, she didn't have like the rights to do that. She wasn't her adoptive mother at the time, and she was also an adult. So Cynthia's theory is that Christine called the hospital and told the hospital a story about Natalia, and that's how they cited all of those things in the paperwork. I'm just seeing red flags, I'm seeing sirens and lights flashing that none of this is what what I've said for the last five minutes is adding up in any way. So is this hinting at what we're going to get into in the next chapter? Is this untrue? Like, am I just reporting incorrectly? I don't know. But none of it fucking makes sense to me. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be something for season three. Maybe, but I maybe maybe it was just a way to kind of transition us back to the edge of our seat, because up until then, that statement were like, wow, poor Natalia. She's been left as a child. She's been a back to Uno Reverso with us being not so sure about Natalia. So is this true? Is this just a tactic in editing to get us to feel like a little bit sus again? It worked, I think. It worked. It worked because I'm just confused now. It wraps up with Natalia's adoption day with the man's family. She, this is everything she's ever wanted. She's smiling. She's the happiest I've ever seen her. They go to the court (laughs) with all 11 kids. She got illegally adopted and her name changed. Even though she's 19, she still wants to be adopted to the man's family. And I believe from what everything we've learned that she is still like a dependent because of the situation she has going on. Um, She's still a dependent of the family. And at least until you're 22 or I'm sorry, 21, you are responsible for an adult in that state. So, I mean, it makes sense why she would want to be adopted and change her name from Barnett yeah so everyone's crying everyone's hugging we got matching shirts on like adoption day happy ending smiley face cut scene (laughs) we're finally done with the curious case of natalia we're finally done with the curious case of natalia grace psych (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it never ends um Two weeks after, the producers get a phone call. Guess who's on the other line? The man. The man's family. The man's family. (sighs) Man, 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 man's. The man's. Man, oh, man's. (laughs) Man, oh, man. That's it. (sighs) Anton Mann says, quote, something ain't right. This girl is tweaking. She is an enemy of the house. She is saying that we held her hostage. Cynthia Mann says she is stabbing our family in the back over a lie, and we are done with her. Done. Done. And then it just fades to black. Story continues. End scene. And I'm just here like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I thought this was all so nice and picture perfect, you know? You know, I believe everything Natalia says. I believe she's been through some shit. I believe she was abused. But at the same time, 
there's two ways that you could react to abuse, right? You could go stronger from it, not be angry, forgive, or you can turn into a real fucking asshole. Let's be real. Sometimes abuse affects people in different ways. Yeah. And she might be knowing she might be doing the only thing that she knows how to do because that's all that was done to her. I feel like the man's family is a little whacked out. Like I don't that Antoine dude, like, I don't know. I get a weird fucking vibes. I get weird, weird fucking vibes. The way he was like touching her and the way that they were being like all touchy. I don't know. Weird, 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 weird. I get that. I get that too. Yes. And just like, I don't know if they're like so innocent either. Like, do do we know anything about these people either? No. But I remember in season one, people were saying like, oh, they just want to like use Natalia food stamps card or for her social security payments or disability payments. So it, the scene was already kind of set that like, uh, we're not so sure about these people. And then they really filmed Anton and Talia together a lot and not really as much with Cynthia. And was that intentional? I don't know. Is that how the relationship really is? I don't know. But I got the same vibes that you did. Like, hey, yo, um, little touchy touchy, you know, like, and maybe that's normal. I don't know. Maybe that's normal love and care. And I don't I, don't, know. I wouldn't know what that is. So <laughs> don't ask me. Don't ask me. <laughs> I like, I'm like, don't touch me. That's my love language. Just don't touch Just me. Just don't fucking touch me. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, right? Um, I'm unwell. Everyone in the story is. So maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But it's definitely played along this plot and this storyline that there's more going on there. They did that shit on purpose. Again, it's like, who are we believing? Who are we believing? Who are we believing? No one. Everyone. None of everyone. Everyone's fucking sketchy. I believe Michael Barnett at this point. You know? No, I'm kidding. I don't. Lock me up. But I do know from additional information that Natalia had started to go fund me. And it said that she was out on her own, getting her own place, and starting to do photography. So she's not in the man's house. More to be revealed. Hopefully in spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully in like another year. Because for me, this case was one of the most twisting, turning, mind-blowing, confusing laughable disgusting abuse of power in the courts in the the medical fields and the adoption process and Mm -hmm. i just hope that nothing like this happens again and a child that's eight years old living with disabilities isn't left by herself to live in an apartment Mm -hmm. and i hope there's justice with christine barnett because She's done a lot of harm. Exactly. I'm left off with a lot of questions, but I kind of, through this whole process, understand maybe motives, maybe something, but I would love to see accountability. And I need to know where Freddie Gill plays in. He's just still. He's still, yeah, there's still some stuff. (laughs) It's rent free in my head of what the hell is going on there. I want to know about the doctor in Ukraine that Natalia was photographed mm, with. Yes. And I want to know what the deal is with the man's family. I'm telling you something's weird. Something, something ain't right. Something ain't 
Right. The sus meter is going burr right now, like off the charts. Yeah. So more to be revealed. Not for a long time, I swear to God. We're going to talk about Hopefully. so many other things. We got an alien cult coming up. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I might be part of it. We're not sure yet. Have you watched have any of too. that? I watched one episode. Did you pay attention, though? I did, actually. Well, I might have to watch, like, the last, like, ten minutes. But I pay attention to most of it. Good. Because holy fucking shit. It might top <laughs> Natalia. It might oh. top it. Oh, boy. I need a rewatch. I need notes. Because <laughs> it just goes from a chill, nice, little, happy cult to all of a sudden... The fuck am I hearing right now? The fuck is this? So is this fucking real? Is this fucking play about us? <laughs> fucking crazy. But, but more It's coming. giving Scientology, you know? Oh my god, it really, really is. They might have the same gods, which is the aliens of it all, but we'll get into that. So stay tuned. It's on Netflix. It is called Real, the alien cult or something like that. So catch up on that and we'll be having some episodes kind of talking through all of this because I cannot comprehend it and I need help and moral and emotional support to get through all of this with you guys. So stay tuned for that one. Oh, did we rate the scale? Um, no. It's a five. <laughs> it's a five. <laughs> five. No, yeah, no deliberation there. No, absolutely not. None. More questions and nothing's making sense. So it's yeah. on five forever i feel like yeah you got me jacked up if it's not on a five um no i just deleted my little script so you know what just off the top of the head thank you for joining us for another fantastic fascinating interesting episode of it's giving sus your support is appreciated. Please like, subscribe, and share. Leave a comment and let us know what you think. All of these interactions help us grow as a channel so we can bring more episodes to you every Monday. Keep an eye out for a new episode. Follow us on social media and uh, stay curious and stay skeptical. Thanks for watching. You have to say something. Bye. <laughs> no, because I usually put the logo at the end. And you're just like, bye. I think so. I was reading the script and it was like a truly fascinating episode. And I said, Tr Trudy? Oh, Trudy? Trudy. <laughs> Anyways. A we're Trudy. Done. We're truly done. Goodbye.